0: Katie and I just wanted to pop on here quick. And first off, just say thank you so much for supporting us and listening to us. If you're listening on Spotify, please make sure that you're following us. You can do that by going to our show page and hitting the green follow button. That way our new episodes will always show up on your homepage so you never miss a new episode. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you're subscribed over there. And while you're there, leave us a rating and review. And you can also check out all of our episodes on our YouTube channel. And you can also catch our exclusive video only pre-show there. make sure that you're subscribed to that channel and that you hit the notification bell so you get notified whenever new episodes go up every single week thank you guys again so much for supporting popcorn chats and katie and i we appreciate each and every one of you more than you know buckle up Cause it's gonna be <laughs> it's, a long ride it's gonna be a wild ride <laughs> no one cares but we're gonna tell you anyways this is popcorn chats What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm McKay. And I'm Katie. And we are back with a redemption of a drunk Disney. Granted, you guys liked Radio Rebel. Katie and I did not. That episode went over well, but that was not a fun time because that movie was straight up garbage. So we needed to redeem ourselves a little bit. We were just hoping, you know, like, let's get a good one. But we got, I would say, the best Disney Channel original movie of all time. I'm confused, because is this a Disney Channel original? Like, did this play on Disney Channel? Did it premiere on Disney Channel? What's the vibe? I thought it might have been released in theaters. It's too good for Disney Channel. That's what, okay. (laughs) Okay, first of all, let's look this up. Uh, We're so professional. Lizzie McGuire. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are in the trouble guide. (laughs) (laughs) We're the parents of Lizzie. That's so fucking funny. Um, No, it was actually, it had a box office of $55.5 million. So it was in, okay, so granted guys, it was in the movie theater. However, we're going to lump it into like the drunk Disney category because we always do like Disney Channel original movies. However, this one, it's based off of Lizzie McGuire, which was a Disney Channel show. We're drunk and it's Disney and it's Lizzie and it's Hillary. McGuire. The only Hillary that matters. Honestly though. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about the Lizzie McGuire movie today. Katie and I are very excited. We don't, I mean, you guys don't really come to the drunk Disney episodes for us to like break these movies down scene by scene. We have serious episodes for that. This one, we're just gonna shoot the shit and have some fun with it, which. We equally enjoy, I think, as much as you guys enjoy listening to that. So, and honestly, we could break this down critically because it is a cinematic masterpiece. We don't think that yeah. that's the vibe today, and y'all just want to hear us talk about the fun stuff. So that's what we're gonna mm. do. But we should catch up first. How is catch you? Up. Um, I'm not well. <laughs> I am, oh no, <laughs> I'm unwell. It has been day. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bad week it was a bad last week I I said last week I was burned out and this week I am still just burned out I am like mentally exhausted it's just I feel like there's no work-life balance with working from home and that's just like I have felt that way like a lit over the past few months especially but like the past month there is just like none and I don't it, it, it just took a long time to catch up with me. Like, it's been a long year for everyone, but I think it's just finally kind of catching up with me, especially now that things are opening. Like, I'm too anxious to even, like, be around people even, where I'm, like, I'm mentally destroyed after this year. That's fine. We're drinking, so that's making up for it, and it's the weekend after tomorrow, so that's exciting. But in better news, I don't know if I said this last week, but I'm adopting cats. You said that you might be, so it's oh. official now. Yes, because last week I was going to be watching last weekend for them, because we were recording yep. Thursday. Yes, so I officially am going to be getting two little kittens, a brother and a sister. They're so freaking cute. Um, I'm so excited, and they're going to be a little over two months old when I get them. Right now, they're still in foster care with their mom but I will be picking them up so we're you're listening to this episode on Monday I'm gonna be picking them up on Saturday so this weekend I'm going shopping for some stuff for them I already ordered them food and a little cat jungle gym with like a scratching post because obviously they're not going to be declawed so I'm gonna have to like get a few scratching posts throughout my apartment and I'm just so fucking excited they are the cute <laughs> Katie have you seen pictures of them yeah when I showed you pictures yeah They're so cute. But now it's very difficult. I'm trying to figure out what to name them. And that's like really, it's a lot of pressure. So whenever I like think of a name that I like, I'll start like calling it out in my apartment. Just like test You should like narrow, narrow it down and do like a pod vote. Like people should be able to vote on the pod. So I'm pretty sure the boy, his name is either going to be Dorian, which is named after no one probably knows this listening to this pod, but Dorian Haviliard from the Throne of Glass book series, one of my favorite book series and one of my favorite characters in that. And I just think Dorian is really cute. Like it's a cute That is name. cute. Or Sutter after Sutter Keeley from The Spectacular Now, my favorite book slash favorite, or one of my favorite movies. I'm thinking about that. So I'm probably gonna go with Dorian though. I'm really liking that. Um, Warner was another one, but I don't know about that. Again, that's another book character. The girl is the one that I'm having problems with. I can't think of any girl names that I like. I like all boy names. And I'm thinking of like some of my favorite characters. So I was like, I wanted to do something Silver Linings Playbook related. I'm not naming my cat Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, there are just no girl names that I really like. So kind of the ones that I haven't narrowed down to are Ray, which would be R-E-Y, like Ray from Star Wars, the newest trilogy. That's kind of the main one that I'm thinking about, that. And this one has nothing to do with anything book or movie related, but her eyes are very green. So I was looking up like things that are green or like different words for the different names for the word green. And I saw Kiwi. And I thought that that was actually kind of cute, but it doesn't have anything to do with anything. So I don't really know if I like that. So I don't know. I mean, obviously next time we record... Oh no, I still won't have them next time we record. But I'll probably at least have the names secured by then. So mm-hmm. I mean, obviously if you guys have any ideas, my socials are in the bio. Let me know what you're thinking. It's probably gonna be some especially with Dorian being book related, it's probably gonna be something movie slash TV show related for her. Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> 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 yeah, you no, name but- the girl you name the girl Monica. And the boy Lewinsky, but you just call him Lou. (laughs) So then when I take him into the vet, they're like, Monica and Lewinsky... (laughs) Why is that actually really cute, though? <laughs> I'm not doing that. I don't like cats, but cats love me, so I'm excited to meet them. I'm excited, too. How are you doing? What's new in Katie's world? Um, I'm doing fine. Okay, so my animal story. I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod, but the geese. I, th- I think yes. I have mentioned it. So it was mating season like two or three weeks ago. They were going at it. Uh, They were fucking in the (laughs) pond or the lake, let's just say. And now there are babies, baby geese, and I'm fucking obsessed with them. So what had happened was every day I check on the geese babies. The first time I saw them, I counted six. So then every day I'm like looking out for them, looking out for six babies. And then some days I see only five and i have a mini heart attack and i'm like where the fuck is the the one little missing baby every day i do a geese check and if i have to work in the morning jack will send me pictures like it's very serious i am very invested in these geese have and you named them i can't because i like i don't know which which ones are which you know they the, all the babies look the same and one night it stormed really bad here and i was i couldn't sleep because i was so scared for the for them and then the next morning i had to work and jack sent me a picture of them when they came out so they were all okay but then yesterday i was looking out obviously as i do on my bird watching mornings and i saw two geese families one with six and one with five so i was like oh that's Uh why i always freak out So one family is six, one family is five. So all is well. All the geese babies are fine. They're so fucking cute. They come right under my office window and I just... I distract myself with work. I don't get anything done because I just, I watch them and they're so cute. I, I know I sound you. a little bit crazy, you guys. My vaccine's in full force on the 10th and I will get out of this house. I promise that I will <laughs> not sound so fucking crazy anymore. Uh, That's that. Jack is sick and it's tragic. He got his second vaccine. Yesterday and so today he's not doing so well. Hopefully by the time you guys are listening to this, it's fine because he it normally lasts like one or two days. Mm -hmm. But he's so cute and he's sick and so it's really hard for me because I'm just like damn baby you're so cute because he's just walking around in his PJs and I feel so bad for him and he like wants nothing to do with me because he's like just sick and I'm like "Mm." yeah I'm just excited I'm working on draft two of my film and I'm feeling really good about it. (gasps) I'm going out to LA to be a producer on my friend Shelby's short film that she's making this summer. So I'm really excited for that. See, that we've always got to have one of us be like doing good on the pod at all times. So we switch yeah. off. My turn to be down, your turn to be up. Also, when you were talking, I was like, that seems really quick for a goose to turn around that fast. But I Googled it when you were talking. A goose is only pregnant for 28 to 30 days. Yeah, it was very fast. They were all going crazy in the water a couple weeks ago and I was like, damn, there's gonna be some little chickadees running around, I bet. (laughs) And then one day I just woke up. They're so fucking cute. They just little waddle. Where do you even wanna start? Okay, well let's just start from the beginning. So wait, actually, sorry, I have a place to start. First, before we jump into it, I'm sorry. I have a question. What was your earliest memory of this movie? Dude, oh my god. Okay, so back in the day, like We had first moved into our new house, which we moved there, I believe, in the summer between kindergarten and first grade for me, so many moons ago. I went through a phase where I was very, very obsessed with Lindsay Lohan, like, medically obsessed. I have, like, a thing for redheads, but my pre-phase before that was, um, Ariel. I was really obsessed with Ariel, and I thought that I was Ariel, and that resulted in my mom taking me to the doctor because I thought I was Ariel. Anyways, that's... Not important. Um, but then yeah, I was really obsessed with Lindsay Lohan. I loved the parent trap, I loved Freaky Friday. Would not watch anything else. That lasted like a long ass time, and oh, Herbie fully loaded too. We're gonna be doing a Lindsay Lohan episode on the pod, a career breakdown for <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. I'm so fucking excited for that. But then, okay, geez, Katie. See, I'm still a little bit obsessed with her. It's fine (laughs) um my earliest memory of this movie my parents bought me this movie and they were like really pushing hillary duff and lizzie mcguire (laughs) because they were like stop being so obsessed with lizzie low i think this is just a theory they never like explicitly said this but i just remember like for one birthday i got a ton of lizzie mcguire shit like a Lizzie McGuire towel, like for the beach, the Lizzie McGuire movie, the Lizzie McGuire movie CD, like just a lot of Lizzie McGuire merchandise <laughs> and they just were really pushing it. And yeah, and I was obviously into the show. I mean, who wasn't? It was a bomb-ass show. I loved her little cartoon and all the little stuff that her and her friends got into I just remember watching the movie like all the time and I got obsessed with that. That it was like a constant rotation between Freaky Friday and Liz <laughs> McGuire. <laughs> two classics, two icons, honestly. I think Disney will never, ever, ever do any better then like this era you know of Lizzie McGuire Lindsay Lohan Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan had a little bit of a beef back in the day which I don't know if you remember but I don't remember that they both dated Aaron Carter for a brief period of time and oh then they feuded <laughs> T. no I don't remember that I have did you have the Lizzie McGuire jean headband with the like embroidered Cartoon Lizzie on it because I did, and that was iconic as hell. I also had a jean jacket that had an embroidered Lizzie McGuire on it, and like Katie, I remember just being obsessed. The soundtrack was always on repeat, and my CD player and my little boombox. Dude, the boombox. The the boombox. The thing that I remember the most, though, is me and one of our friends, Allie. Shout out, Allie, you're definitely not listening <laughs> to this. But we used to act out the final scene. What are you doing that for? <laughs> Because I know where this is going. (laughs) So we used to act out the final scene and she's blonde. So she would always be Lizzie and I obviously have brown hair. So I would always be Isabella. Which is a serve. Isabella is a serve. I would much rather be her.
1: Maybe that's just
0: a brunette vibe, but she is. She's great. Where's the spinoff? Isabella spin off. Anyways, so we used to put rubber bands around our jeans to try (laughs) to make them like flare out more. Cause obviously, like, this was the early 2000s. Like, flare jeans were already the vibe, like the boot cut jeans. But we thought that they would be extra flary if we would put rubber bands around them and we would like act out the moves. And then I remember my brother had this little like Star Wars headset from episode two where Anakin's like in one of the, um, no, it's, it's from Revenge of the Sith. His, uh little headset from yeah. when he's flying. And my brother had the fur costume and he like got rid of it at some point. And then like I took it and then we would put it on and pretend that it was like our microphone. Oh my God. Like I love that. Great times. But mm-hmm. so, you know, just cringe but also why is denim such a lizzie mcguire vibe like when i think of lizzie mcguire like denim denim with a pink undershirt is just immediately what my head goes to and then like weird flower stitches weird prints (laughs) yeah my parents also really liked lizzie mcguire that's why they probably got me so much lizzie mcguire shit but we recently like when I've been, like, in my 20s, they were like... When we got Disney+, Plus, they were like, let's watch the first episode of Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> and we watched it as a family. That's wholesome. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but we just really loved it. The fucking intro with all the red balls. Like, who... Th- why were <gasps> they like, we just need red balls dropping from the ceiling? <laughs> if you believe... we got a picture perfect plan most disney channel shows have the lead singing the song yeah because when you think about it, like that's so raven and wizards of waverly place and hannah montana even fucking good luck charlie i never watched that today's all work toast but she does have the fucking Hurricane. Have you heard that song, Hurricane? I'm bored in the windows. <gasps> Wait, I have heard that on TikTok. I didn't know that, that was a Good Luck Charlie song. No, that's Bridget Men, Med, Men, oh. Menler, Medler. That song okay. is a bop and a half. Okay. We're getting off task as preschool. <laughs> <usual>. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> respect. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just first want to say that I don't really enjoy the spy intro with Max. Um, I just feel like it doesn't fit the vibe of the movie. I love the intro. Oh, interesting. Very iconic. Yeah, the spy thing, like kind of off, but it feeds into like the overall storyline, I guess, of Max. So Max, Matt. I think it's Max. It's Max, bro, for sure. It's Matt. No. Fucking way, Matthew Maguire. Matt, dude, what? So I think in order for him to have like a whole storyline and like for her to be like so embarrassed from graduation, like it all kind of stems back to like him spying on her. So I don't mind it, and I love the intro with the cartoon and like as she's doing things, the cartoon's doing things, and she's dressing up and she's singing into her hairbrush. Like it's so as iconic, soon early 2000s. as we get into the tide is high. I love, I mean, it's It's really just just the spy part, but yes. So iconic. I feel like Disney channel original movies really hits it with the openings. Like when you think of the opening to like both of the cheetah girls and like even the camp rock intro, I remember for the most, but like that's, Oh no, that's Demi Lovato singing awkwardly high school musical. Like those intros are good, especially high school musical three. Get the fuck out of here. Best intro in a Disney movie ever. Anyways, I feel like – I, I liked the opening, but I do get the I, – I could see where you, the spy thing feels weird for you. I mean, it's just a small note, but whatever. The tide is high. I'm in my element. I'm vibing. I used to literally, like, sing that song for my family. I'd make them all sit there, and then I would, like, groove to the tide is high. Um It's so iconic when she falls into her shower. I mean, she's always falling. She's always a flop, but it's cute. It's relatable. (laughs) Uh And she is way out of Gordo's league. Like I, when I was watching this and then in the final scene, when she's like on stage rocking the fuck out of it and he is standing off in the sidelines and he's like watching her. I'm like, you have no shot. She is so far out of your league, my man. I also just wanted to say that I love Kate. And I have loved her. Mikaela and I both I are very drawn is. to the villain. But mm-hmm. me specifically, I feel like I, I'm drawn to the Disney villain that's, like, not even a villain. You're very drawn to the mean girl villain. And yes. I'm very drawn to, like, the misunderstood brooding male Yes. Villain. That is such a good take. But yes i remember like thinking she was so cool when i was a kid especially in this movie not necessarily in the show like her complexity in this which sounds stupid but it's not i love how her iconic line of lizzie mcguire you are an outfit repeater like call her out call her out her wardrobe in this the disney stylist who did this movie you should have been running the entire department because Thank the you. wardrobe in this movie fucking slaps. Everyone looks great. Like, yeah, it's a little dated, but that's because in the time they all looked the part. They all looked the part. Even still standing now, a lot of those outfits, I was like, I could see those making a comeback. In Kate's wardrobe specifically, yes. every outfit she wore, fire. And I know that this is eighth grade, but you can already see that this is like pre-L Woods. Like, she is going to be running a motherfucking sorority in a couple years. Yeah. She is going to be a pre-law baddie goddess. My God, she slays. We are pro-Kate Sanders podcast. Thank you. I am pro-Kate pro so Sanders, anti-gordo. <laughs> Oh, anti-Gordo for sure. I have a whole relationship situation that I would have preferred, which obviously like we couldn't have had in this Disney Channel movie. But if in a perfect world, we can get into that. Oh, I'm interested to hear that. Okay. Cute. Also, Miranda fucked up not being in this. Where was she? Really did. What I happened? would have totally taken Miranda over Gordo. I right. liked Miranda. I was I always know. a fan of her. Should have been a um, Girlie's trip. Girlie's adventure trip. It should have, honestly. Honestly, I already made this note right at the start, but the soundtrack, this should have been nominated. This should have been nominated for album of the year, for soundtrack of the year. Like this whole crop of songs, I I have no words. If there was any episode that I could like choose to have copyright material allowed on, it would be this one. And we would just jam out with you girlies to no skips, No. no skips. Tied is high, especially. Obviously. Why not hit him with? At because I'm pretty sure that's an OG like Hillary Duff song. Yep. I don't think that was like this. That was like her song because it's, I remember that. I think that was on her Metamorphosis album. Was it not? Yes, the one with the blue background. Yes, when the, Dude, the intro I was to that, the like, like oh, da, da, da. I was like, I'm God. back. I'm back in 2004, bitch. I back as much as I loved Lizzie McGuire, Hillary Duff. Her soundtracks, I had all of her CDs and they literally never left my boombox. Like they were always right there and it was one after another after another. And it was it her most wanted album? The one where she's like on the cl- kind of like uh, neutral background with her hair blowing a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah. And it's like a little like that. Oh my God. Like even when she went into like her brunette phase and she had like strangers, fucking kill me. Yeah. She was just A plus, Hillary Duff, A plus. Come on the pot. <laughs> Oh my god, girl, please. I She's a dream guest. She would be a dream guest. When we talk about people that we would love to have on, Hillary Duff. I had a little boombox in my room. I had like rainbow colored sheets. I had a blue and gray boombox that I had like what Do you remember those Radio Disney volumes that they would come out? Like, did you ever have those Radio Disney CDs? I never had those, no. Okay, so Radio Disney used to be a big thing. And they would come out with, like, the CDs of their original songs and music that the Disney artists would make. And so I was on constant rotation between, like, volume one of that shit of Radio Disney and this soundtrack. Oh, All Around the World. That's not in the movie, but I would jam out to that. Or maybe it is in the movie. I can't remember. Shining Star, when she's walking on the red carpet and she she falls again. Oh, my gosh. It's just... It's the perfect song for that. And the shots of the Coliseum and the screaming fans. I also really like You Make Me Feel Like a Star when she comes out of the um, fashion show. Or not fashion show. When she does the little cartwheel and it's like. Oh, yeah. 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 And she's like signing the autographs. So cute. What's the world? Twirl to the left. World. Now twirl to the left. That's Shanday. supermodel Shanday. by okay. Taylor Dane. I love that. There I mean it's all amazing. Fucking why not? At the end. I was just jamming the fuck out. What is the is it what is the song called? The Have You Ever Seen Such a Beautiful Night? What is that called? Because I don't think what, that was a full What Dreams Are Made Of. Cause that's like the beginning of that oh, song. Cause then she just like really amped it up. Okay. I would have I loved love to have heard a slow heared Dumbass. I would have loved to have heard a slowed down version of that. Like a full slowed down. No Paolo, Isabella and Lizzie full slowed down version. Yes. I just wanted to bring up a controversial thing that many people have shared feelings about with this film. I think a lot of us watched this when we were young and naive and unsure. The fact that she's graduating from eighth grade. (laughs) A fucking joke. If there was one thing I could change, it would be that. Like, it's just. It should be high school graduation. I always thought it was. I always thought it was. And I never just registered, like, she's gonna be our high school principal for the next four years. Like, I always just thought yeah. Miss Ungermeyer was this random bitch in the street that was like, I volunteer to chaperone these delinquents. <laughs> <laughs> especially cause when these people acting in it are all like 18, 19, 20 years old. Like they're all at that age where you would be graduating high school, not eighth grade. Can we address the elephant in the room? Bitch. If I had titties like that going into fucking ninth grade, I would have had a much smoother sailing uh, transition from middle school to high school, but that was absolutely not the case. I didn't know. how. When did you get boobs? Like Literally senior year. Are you for real? I'm for real. We can pull up the pictures uh, for proof, but not until I started birth control. That's tragic. It I really don't remember is. that, but also I don't remember like paying attention to your boobs a lot, but I was just curious now after saying that. Damn. Well, and also, okay, so I had to know, too, that that was the most extra middle school graduation ever. Like, it's just so unnecessary. And then, too, again, Katie, we're bringing it back. We talked about this in To All the Boys I Love Before 3. What are these school field trips? Katie and I went on one school field trip, like, far away, to Washington, D.C. in eighth grade, which, as Katie said, we were quite the ugliest. (laughs) Why... (laughs) (laughs) who is getting to go to rome and then when miss ungermeyer is like some of your classmates chose waterslide wonderland and it's like who would choose waterslide wonderland over rome like even as an eighth grader i feel like i would know that rome is way cooler than a water park like that those that was the field trip like they would take us to mount olympus or some shit yeah because we live close to the water park capital of the world. Hmm. Yikes. But they would never... I mean, how expensive do you think it would be to take a group of children, like a busload of children to fucking Rome? Like plane tickets I for every single them. kid? Like, I don't think so. That's so expensive. And then when Lizzie's family is just like, we're going to fly to Rome because we miss her. <gasps> like, I couldn't imagine. I flew to Europe two years ago and that was expensive. Like, that shit was expensive. Granted, I flew to France... So I don't know about, I did visit Rome, but I don't know what the flights would cost, but I would feel like it would be pretty similar to the flights to Paris. We are not at fault for assuming that it was high school graduation because of how dramatic everything was. Like you said, the fucking horns playing at the high school graduation. That was the only realistic thing that the band sucked. It's a lot. And then like, the, yeah, the fact that the mom is crying her eyes out at the airport, like she's going off to college like that is just Mm -hmm. not the case I love the sassy administrative staff I don't know what he is but the guy that flicks his little scarf you're (laughs) You're not not Margaret Chan Chan. (laughs) I love that he is like the original gay icon this movie out of any other Disney movies has the greatest like side chaperone yes. adult characters because we got the hotel clerk, we got Sergei, oh we got Miss Ungermeyer, we got the sassy administrator. Like we have so many characters. You're great so side right. characters. You are so right. They're all amazing. They're all the standouts of this film, too. They really like are. all the kids are just doing whatever, but like I love it. I love all of them. Because normally the parents in Disney Channel original movies are just like the older people are like weird and tacky and just like out of touch everybody in this even like the mom <laughs> like the dad is whatever but the mom is funny too like she's bringing she it is. she's yeah. like no you don't understand my daughter is a pop star <laughs> you're like that's what everyone so, says get it. and then miss ungermeyer oh. <laughs> yeah. I love Ms. Ungermeyer so much. I would not be like her. At first, I was like, that would be me as hell if I was going on this field trip. And I'm like, actually, that would not be me. I would lose track of kids so much. Someone would be like, I want to stay in bed. And I'd be like, that's your own loss. See ya. <laughs> I would not pay attention to anyone. I would not be doing head counts. Like, I would be a really shitty chaperone. A funny-ass moment, like, even when I think about it, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> like, that when it's like, you're not Margaret Chan. You're not Margaret Chan. You're not Margaret Chan. And it's like the crappy ass horns in the back. It's like a slow motion. It's like it's the end of the world. And the background is blurred and she's just like. For not having a single line in this movie, Margaret Chan leaves an impact. (laughs) Because she also messes up the rooming situation for Kate and Lizzie. She is the dramatic antithesis of this entire film. <laughs> you know what could have been even more iconic is if they would have gotten over there in Europe and turns out Margaret Chan <laughs> is also impersonating a pop star. <laughs> or she's like, and that's why she's, she's the gone. microphone person that's like controlling the microphone. She's like, oh, oh my god. god. Dude, Margaret Chan, where are you now? Honestly. Find Margaret Chan. <laughs> Let's bring her on the pod. Let's bring Margaret Chan on the pod. Let's reel it in here. Um, Obviously, yeah. my standout is Miss Ungermeyer. There is no she's other. She's too. There's no other. She is the voice of Lois, and she's Susie on Mrs. Maisel. I love this actress, period. But in this film, like, this is... When I see... This actress, I don't think of Lois from Family Guy and I don't think of Susie from Mrs. Basil. I think of Miss Ungermeyer. She is the most iconic Disney character. Again, she's great comedic relief. She has funny lines that I never picked up when I was younger. Like I didn't pick up and she was like, so you're a sneaky brown noser with a hidden agenda. I like, that was too many words when I was younger. I like didn't compute and now as an adult, I watched that back and I'm like, oh shit. You're right though. You're right though, Miss Ungermeyer. Like she's just funny. I don't even, I was going to try to say something else, but I don't really have any other words. She's just great. And I love her little microphone. Yep, and I like how she's short but just full of power and she commands a room every time she walks in. I don't know. I think her and Kate are very close for my standouts because I think Kate, she just brings it as a mean girl and she's hot as shit. And she gives me very much like Regina George vibes, but like not so much mean, like stereotypical mean girl. I like that we get more depth in her, of her in this. My standout scene. <laughs> Obviously, like this movie as a whole is amazing, and at the end with like this is what dreams are made of obviously is a standout. But my favorite line, <laughs> this oh. whole thing, is when Miss Ungermeyer, okay, so they're like on a tour or whatever, and Miss Ungermeyer, uh, Ethan Kraft and Kate are fighting. <laughs> and Miss Ungermeyer goes, Kraft, Sanders, separate, and Kate says, Oh, we did Miss Hungermeyer, And thank God. (laughs) Yes. Every time I'm like, absolute queen. Absolute fucking queen. I love their story. I love that story. And I hope that they went on to be prom king and queen in high school. (laughs) I want an Ethan and Kate explore Rome together spinoff as well. I never thought that Ethan Kraft was hot when I was younger and watching this. Oh, I was I did. like, Ethan Kraft is a 10 out of 10 smash. Um, we'll get to that is. later on as well. I do have, I have a standout line and a standout, sc- well, I have two standout lines and a standout scene. So my standout scene is the whole makeover scene, again, besides the ending number. The whole makeover scene, I remember watching that when I was younger and constantly like wondering which outfit I would want, which Katie, I do want to know. If you had to wear any of those ridiculous outfits, which is the one that you would choose i would choose ice cube (gasps) me too really (laughs) oh my gosh soulmate i just think if you're gonna like go all out why not have like an inflatable igloo i really like her lip gloss that's like the standout thing to me about that whole look and the straight hair the blunt bang I just remember as a child being very drawn to that look, mm-hmm. <laughs> being and being like, we both, "I love that." And you and I both love a hood, and like I think the like f- the it would be very flattering how it like goes in and then like poofs out and like yeah. you, you show some leg. Like I just think it would be like a it'd be a cool garment. I'd wear that to the Met Gala. Me too, dude. I if I ever go to the Met Gala, that's the first thing. That is that is what I will wear. The inflatable fucking igloo. Because it's also comfy. I feel like all the other outfits are not. Right. Very, like they're very tight and like the material looks. Or you can't walk. Not great. So mm-hmm. I would definitely gravitate towards the igloo. So that was my standout scene. Love that we're in agreement on that. And then my two standout lines are when Paolo and Lizzie are sitting at a table and he's talking about Isabella and such. And he's like, see, la, 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 la. So I could go solo. No. It's just <laughs> Something about that just cracks me up because I'm like, you just suck, you little stupid ass bitch. Yeah, but what? I can't help but love that line. And I just think it's so funny So I'm like, he's garbage and you can tell. And then the other most iconic line in this whole thing. Sing to me, Paolo. There will never be a line delivered with as much sass as that one. I just love it. Girl power. Hell yeah. Sisters coming together to uh, reveal the foolery that is this man. It's just A+. plus. A fucking plus that line. I have no words to add to that because you just summed it all up. Girl, mother, fucking power. I do really ship Mrs. Ungermeyer and Sergey. I do too. I want them to have children together. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see a long distance relationship. Oh my God. Like Miss Ungermeyer, you make it work. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she just like flies over, and Sergei's like super rich and just like sets her up. And then like on the side, she's the high school principal. But then she like flies out to Rome every weekend. I'd love to see them on the little like vespas. Yeah, riding around because you know, you know, she would be in front, and she would make, uh, him her bitch. Yes, right on the back. She's definitely a top. She radiates top energy. Oh, for (laughs) sure. And when he's like. (laughs) She's like, you're still on my list. And he's like, as long as I'm at the top. Absolute fucking foreplay. I'm so sorry, Uh but they're definitely getting it on in the hotel room later. The sexual tension between the two of those, off the charts. In the fucking elevator. Hotter than Fifty Shades elevator. (laughs) I'm so sorry, but I was like, they're going to get it on for sure. She's like, just because you're one hunk of fucking metal. (laughs) She doesn't say fucking, but um. (laughs) it's like, take him up to your room, Miss Ungermeyer. We are rooting for you. I am somewhat concerned about how easily she could have been murdered by Paolo. (laughs) (laughs) She does really just like trust this random dude. Just because he's hot. And she sees him with those kids and she's like, ah, swoon. But, like, could I fault her? Because, honestly, I could see that happening to myself as well. If we went over to Italy right now, Katie, I'm just thinking about it, and this hot Italian man is trying to, like, get with me, I could see myself just not thinking twice. Yeah, and I think everybody in this situation is just like, let's just hope for the best and hope that he is not a serial killer. Like, Gordo's just like, go on your adventure, bitch. Like, Mm -hmm. no question about whether or not- I do doubt how she was able to fake sick for that long to constantly be going out. And the fact that, like, Miss Ungermeyer is never really checking on- I mean, like, yes, she checks on her, but I'm like, how is Lizzie out all day and night with this man? And no one's realizing- God, I have so many hiccups that no one's realizing it. But again, I'm not here for Just suspend your disbelief, because if exactly. you can't, you're not gonna enjoy it, and we love. No. And I also really like the scooter scene of them riding around, but that was the moment <laughs> where I was like, this could have definitely been a different movie if it were, like, a fucking CSI episode, or, mm-hmm. like, this would definitely have been a different situation, but... I just want to say that overall, though, genuinely, I feel like this movie holds up well over time. We've talked yeah. about that before with other Disney movies and this is something where I feel like it could still be made today that if this movie were to come out now it would still go off well because it has a good story good characters good soundtrack it's visually pleasing to watch like just everything works Mm -hmm. and it's just the one that we can watch as adults and still enjoy like I feel like I got just as much enjoyment out of it watching it yesterday as I did as a child where there are other movies that we've watched where we're like, eh, that's not as good, where it's, like, nostalgic, but it's, like, mm-hmm. I didn't love this as much as a kid. I watched this, and I was, like, I feel like I love this just as much as I did when I was a kid. Yeah, I think I did, too. Like, I enjoyed the story. I was, like, invested in it, and I was enjoying it. And also, it's, like, that added layer of nostalgia and just remembering, like, as a kid. I just remember, like, our house... And we would, like, sit on the little blanket in our living room with my dad's milkshakes and watch this. And, like, the house Your being, dad's like... milkshakes. They slap. <laughs> I, it's just, like, that added layer of nostalgia makes it even better, almost. Mm-hmm. And I agree, it does hold up. And I don't think that's just because we watch this as, like, young kids. It has a lot of tropes mm-hmm. that are good. Like, remember in Twitch's The Uncle is, like, bad but he's, like, a good guy at first. I like that trope of, like, somebody Mm -hmm. being good at first, but then you realize that they're bad. Just seeing, like, the awkward girl that trips on herself all the time, like, become amazing. Obviously, like, that's Mm -hmm. what the entire Hannah Montana franchise is built on. So, like, obviously, people love that shit because it's relatable. It's like, oh, maybe Mm -hmm. I could be an Italian pop star, you know? (laughs) I mean, you never know. Yeah. You don't know what's awaiting you in Italy. Okay, the girl that's screaming in line at the Coliseum when Lizzie and Paulo show up, and she's like, ah, ah, I'm like, Katie, was that not me at Cruella at Spring Awakening three, four years ago? Yeah. Also me seeing the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> also yeah. me seeing Martin Garrix. I mean, like, not really, but, like, very close. It is crazy, though, watching this back, because I didn't realize when I was a kid, like, how much of a manipulator Paulo is. But, like, that scene where they're, like, running around and having that seemingly romantic moment with the waterfall. And she's in that hot-ass outfit. They both look hot, honestly. They Um, do. But she's in that, like, red shirt. And they're, like, running around. Basically catches him in a lie because Gordo is like, look at this magazine. It says that you're going to sing. And he's, like, just literally gaslighting the fuck. Not really gaslighting, but, like, manipulating the fuck out of her and being, like, I promise I would never, like, me, Paolo, would never let Lizzie McGuire be embarrassed or whatever. Or I have to spend Mm -hmm. a week with that on Head check woman or whatever. Back in the day when I was a child, I was like, "This is a romantic moment," and I wasn't really focusing so much on the words that was be- that were being exchanged. Clearly, I didn't really listen to the words because I thought she was graduating high school and not eighth grade. Listening back, I'm like, "Damn." He is, like, manipulating the fuck out of her. Like, he is a master manipulator at this point. So it really makes sense as to why Isabella is like, I left him on the island, bitch. I left him and all my thoughts about him on the island. Like, I'm done with Mm -hmm. him. What? Disney, what are you doing again with splicing the vocals? You do not have to do that. They did that in High School Musical 2 and You Are the Music... Yeah, you are the music in me when Troy and Gabrielle are singing that. They do that with Vanessa Hudgens vocals. And I'm like, I can hear this. Everyone can hear this. And they did that too in What Dreams Are Made Of with Hilary Duff. And I'm like, why are you splicing her vocals with like some random girl? Mm-hmm. She can sing on her own. Thank you very much. Did you pick up on that? that They were splicing them? No. Listen to it again. And like, just listen for the consistency in the vocal and it's all oh, there. Oh, Wait. Actually, I think I do know what you're talking about. Like when she says at the, towards the end, like Dree, he, heems. Yeah. Yeah. But they do that throughout the whole song. Like yeah. there'll be parts where you can tell it's all Hilary Duff singing. And then the next verse will be like someone completely different. I think I did notice that actually, but I just like didn't want to believe it. So I didn't. <laughs> it's very distracting. Like, why'd you have to do that? Hillary Duff can sing fine on her own. Right. Also the little like glitter bejeweled decal around her belly button I completely forgot that that was a thing but I totally remember seeing that at like Claire's I mean obviously low-rise jeans are only for a specific group of people and I'm Mm -hmm. not in that specific group of people but like if I could pull that off hell yeah I would still be wearing that to this day and Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's out of style like the little where it's like framing your Mm -hmm. belly button area that's like the least attractive part of me so I definitely would not frame that but um (laughs) It, no. it's, once again it's a serve if you can frame that it part is. of your body and fucking bedazzle it And be like, Uh look at my fucking pooch, bitch. It is flat. If there's anything eighth grade about this, it's probably that your pooch is flat. (laughs) My pooch wasn't even flat in eighth grade. (laughs) Actually, it probably was, and I just always thought that it wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say, pretty much everybody's pooch was flat in eighth grade. Did you notice the background dancer with the floppy brown hair? Yeah, his shimmy. Wait, I, I sent you a video when I was like, the little shimmy. Is that, see okay you sent me so many videos I don't I don't remember that I don't okay. remember you he should have his own hey, spin off we need so many spin offs <laughs> from this movie alone there's mm-hmm. so many content options. Obviously, women working together, it's emotional, but Michaela already touched on it, and I feel like you worded it really well. I don't know. I just think it's cute that, like, she conquered her fears. I feel like the theme of this is, Mm -hmm. like, brought about really well. I think they tied it into the show very well. You know, like, the show is kind of embarrassing middle school moments (laughs) and they were like she's overcoming that and this is like the end of Lizzie McGuire which is sad it was like following that theme and I felt like they incorporated that into this very well without it being too heavy-handed you know it would have been kind of Mm -hmm. annoying if she was falling all the time I think she falls like twice (laughs) and she in Rome well she falls at graduation and then she falls on the red carpet but she gets right back up at the she Two. Does she? Yes. She falls off the runway. Okay, well, she falls But again, it's times. fine. It's fine. Okay. I just like the theme being incorporated that she, like, overcomes her fears and she can be a pop star and have mm-hmm. her little moment. I think it's interesting that Kate is like, Lizzie got everything you're supposed to get when you go to Europe. Like, I've been to Europe. And I wouldn't say that my expectations going into it were that I was going to, like, meet a random dude on the street and get some cool cheese and then be a Italian, like, pose as an Italian pop star. I mean, I'm just trying to learn a few things, eat some good food, drink some good wine, and not get robbed, and then get on the plane and go home. <laughs> like, period. Oh I'm God. not trying to, like... Like, what was that line where she's like, Lizzie got everything you're supposed to get when you go to Europe. Like, no one expects that. It's like, Kate, trust me, it is not worth the heartache to fall in love with a European man. <laughs> it's not gonna work out for you. oh uh, but I still love Kate. That line still, is Kate. still fine. It's fine. I love her and Ethan's little moment at the end. Yeah, them eating the spaghetti. First of all, that spaghetti looked really good, and the way that Ethan like twirled that around his fork so fast with his spoon, that was like kind of hot. Just how quick he was able to get that bite together. Ethan Kraft can get it when he's skating back and forth in his room. I meant <laughs> I read the list. Fire. Just, I never like the stupid like blonde surfer kind of guy trope. I don't like that trope whatsoever. But for some reason, Ethan Kraft just works for me. I just want to say my piece on how I wish that the relationships would have gone if I were the director of this. I really ship Gordo and Isabella. I don't know what it is, but I think that they have more chemistry than Lizzie and Gordo. Their meeting just really like, stimulates me in some way. I really like the way that they meet and how he's like, I just think that that relationship is cool that She's, like, my ex and he's, like, like, they both have a common enemy, Paolo. And then (laughs) he is, you know, like, looking out for his best friend. And I just wish, like, they would have ended up together. Because, like, him and Lizzie never really worked. But then he was, like, oh, the reason why. It's kind of like a Jacob and Bella situation where it's, like, oh, the reason why I was attracted to you is because I was waiting for my perfect person the whole time. Just the Burnett version of you. You know what I mean? Okay, I ship it. I like if it would have been more developed, obviously not in this, but I just the idea of it, I'm really into. Okay, I I see that. I just want better for Isabella, but I do get the chemistry. They do have way more chemistry than Lizzie and Gordo do. I yeah, obviously Gordo. It is what it is. Like the actor is what it is, and I'm not gonna like hate on somebody's looks. (laughs) Can I just say who I would like to have seen Isabella with? Sure. I would have liked to have seen her interact with Kate. Like, I feel there could be potential for a couple right there. Like, if we would have just gotten to see, like, one scene of them so we could see their chemistry together, I feel like there could have been potential. Or, yeah, where they, like, interact and then she's like, Lizzie, why are you blonde? Like, that is just such a wrong choice for you. And, like, starts bullying her and then Isabel is like, bitch, let me tell you! In her Italian accent and, like, roast the shit out of her and then they just make out. I feel like it could have been there. The possibility was definitely there. Okay, but what I was gonna say Anyways. is that I ship Lizzie and Kate together, but honestly, I like your idea better. Okay. I could kind of see Lizzie and Kate having like a bully romance. Mm-hmm. I'm down for a bully romance. I know it's toxic. And they're forced but I to share love a room. It. They're forced, to forced share Forced proximity. A room. Fuck me up. Another trope that I love. I I'll mean, be taking the bed by the window. You demand what you want, Kate. Because yeah. her and Ethan, as much as I like them together. <laughs> oh, I love them they, together. They would definitely be like friends with benefits kind of situation. Like, I. that's yeah. kind of, I think, as far as their relationship would go. They'd really like get some hate fucking out of their system. And yeah, and like, what's the end game? with that you know it's definitely gonna be an mm-hmm. off and on type situation in high yeah. school and then they're gonna like yeah, be together for half of first semester freshman year and then break up and then yeah. Kate's gonna realize that her true love in high school was Lizzie like we know the story so sad that we could have gotten a Lizzie McGuire reboot but then it got fucking sh- not happening anymore but also like am i that sad about it no because i wouldn't have wanted it to be trash yeah and it could have been trash it very well could have been trash but i would have even liked like a little special like even just like a 30 minute special because i feel like that'd be hard to fuck up yeah like where are they now you know kate and lizzie are they married oh my god i'd love (laughs) to see like paolo just working for that cheese lady because he's, like, a flop, <laughs> so he had yeah. to go work on a cheese farm. And then Lizzie and Isabella have, like, a cute little twin tour that they're going on or something. I mean, cute. they should have, like, stayed in touch. Like, they, there's really, like, mm-hmm. a lot of money in that long-lost tour. They could have been a new duo. And then watch out, it's Lizzie and Izzy. <gasps> you did not just do that. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Okay, there were so many possibilities with this. Why did they not? Oh, my God. Get us in the writers' Cute. room, Disney Plus. Honestly, why not? Why not? <laughs> Take <a> crazy <laughs> chance. Come on, Disney, you know you want us. Let us make a queer spinoff of Lizzie McGuire, where Lizzie Please. and Izzy are on the goddamn road, and Kate is a fucking roadie, and she is like in a triangular relationship with Isabella and Lizzie. They're in a menage type situation. And then Ethan just, like, pops in yeah. every once in a while. And just it's, like, a big dramatic cliffhanger at the end of an episode. Uh-huh. Like, Ethan's in the crowd. And Miss Ungerbar is, like, old and haggard. And she's, like, coming out and, like, giving them advice. Come on. She's gonna be like, do you want the hint to a long-lasting relationship like myself and Sergey? And it's like, Get out, yeah. dude. Get out. Oh, my God. The bones are there. The bones are there. Just you Katie, just gotta our minds. T- this is one of our God-level moments. I I agree. I feel like I'm gonna listen back to this and be like, we are fucking stupid. <laughs> this is, this is a million this is a billion dollar. This is a billion dollar deal. Okay, patent pending everybody, you can't steal this idea and any Disney Plus executives, if you're if you're listening, just give us a chance. You never know. I mean people want the like the out there content you know I think breaking Mm -hmm. the boundaries is a very big Mm -hmm. thing now and people will appreciate Mm -hmm. it okay so I have one question so Lizzie and Gordo you know they're at the Trevi Fountain and they make a wish what would you wish for in the Trevi Fountain um I think I would (laughs) wish for my script to be made into an A24 film that's a great wish I love that what would yours be I think mine would be that I would just be able to support myself. Well, one, that I could like publish books and that I would be able to support myself fully Mm -hmm. by publishing said books. So that could be like my one and only career cuz I know a lot of like authors still have to have part-time jobs. Okay, and then I have two rounds of kill fuck Mary because as I said there are so many great people in this. Yes. So my first one is going to be and I granted okay so they're supposed to be in high school in this, but the actors were all like 18 plus, so I feel like this is all right to do. If not, you can cut this out, Katie, but No, I, I feel think like it's, it's right fine. to do. Bitch is developed for an eighth grader. Obviously, we we all know <laughs> she's not in eighth grade and none of them are. Okay, kill, fuck, Mary, Gordo, Paolo, and Ethan. Okay, kill Gordo. Easy. <laughs> uh, fuck Paolo and Mary Ethan. Agreed. I mean, Gordo sucks. Ethan's hot. I feel like Paolo would definitely be selfish, but also I feel like at least he doesn't, like, turn, like, I'm so, like, averse to Gordo in so many ways that it's, like, I could never. Where at least, like, Paolo, I'm like, okay, you're kind of cute. So yeah, and I it's like a, a good one time thing. Like, if you yeah. married the dude, that would be a horrible relationship. That'd be a, yeah. You'd be fucking gaslighted every other day. But just a one time thing, like, you can be like, I fucking banged a celebrity and then mm-hmm. then marry Ethan. Okay, and then my other kill fuck Mary Sergey, Lizzie's dad, and the hotel desk clerk. <sighs> Okay, can you go first for this one? Because this one's hard for me. Yes. Okay, so I'm marrying Sergey because he just seems like a stand up kind of dude. He's hot. I could see myself, like, living with him and just enjoying life with him. I'm fucking Lizzie's dad. Lizzie's dad is actually, I feel like, low-key kind of a bit of a hottie. I mean, definitely not as much as some of the other. No, Troy Bolton's dad. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I feel like if you took off the glasses and changed up his, even his glasses could stay, actually. If you just changed up up his wardrobe a little bit from being, like, drab. To To fab. Husband. (laughs) Drab to fab. I feel like you could kind of have a bit of a makeover. And I'm killing the desk clerk. There is just no way. He's too, like, chipper. (laughs) for me. So you put Lizzie's dad through Queer Eye and then yeah. fuck him marry sergei yeah. and kill yeah. poor mr general whatever <laughs> Aaron, the travel guy <laughs> we serve at the fat the cookies <laughs> <laughs> um i think that a uh, front desk guy would be an interesting uh, sexual encounter so i would fuck him because i just want to know what goes on with that i'm worried that my mom okay. is going to be listening to this episode so i'm not going to go too far into that See, I forget that like, because I don't think my mom really listens anymore. So I forget about that. I and told then when my mom that your mom listens to it. Then I'm like, "Fuck, sorry." She called me today, and she's like, "What's the episode this week?" And I was like, "Oh, Lizzie McGuire movie." And she, uh, like I mentioned, loves Lizzie McGuire, <laughs> so oh she's no. definitely gonna listen to this. So I will not get too much into. Maybe it. you can just cut these out. No, <laughs> they're good. People live for this shit. And then yeah, Mary Sergey, and I would kill Lizzie's dad just because he's a little weird with his gnome obsession. I Remember just being like very, like, what the fuck. That. I love how they incorporated that into the movie with him like painting the fishing gnome. I forgot that he was obsessed with gnomes. And i still give him a shot. Every <laughs> Disney dad is so weird. Now that you said that about the hotel desk, Clerk, I can't stop getting that out of my head, but actually, that would be kind of interesting. Like, when he does his little expletives, I'm definitely gonna cut this out, but when he like freaks out <laughs> over the sandwiches, I just feel like his. Oh, God. And, I mean, he was a commander in the Italian Navy, so... And, like, the crazy eyes. I just feel like he's kind of a freak. <laughs> I know, like, it's just curiosity. And if it's a bad time, yeah. it's a bad time, you know? And it's time. just a one-time thing. Like, whatever. But at you least where. you got Sergey for life. Oh, for sure. And you know he's gonna be good. And if he's not good, then yeah. you can teach him. Because he's definitely, yeah. like, a big softie. I, <laughs> I feel like Lizzie's dad would be very, like vanilla, but also, like, I think he would be kind of, like, attentive and, like, just a nice guy. Like, I feel like he would care about you, Mm -hmm. but he'd be kind of bland. I feel like his breast smells. And But that's just what I mean, like, the general or whatever he is from the Italian Navy. Like, he's just a wild card. You can't pin it down, so it's just... Like, I'm solely driven by curiosity with that. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. Because it's like, is he a top, is he a bottom? I can't picture anything that he would want to do. I'm intrigued. <laughs> and also, he couldn't understand you. You couldn't communicate with him. Yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden, you'd be, like, saying something to him, and he'd be like, I call a cab. At the end of the day, like, what you're going to get out of it is a good story. Whereas with Lizzie's dad, it's just, like, bland granola you know it's kind of yeah it's like it was an experience in you you know what you're right you've really talked to me over on <laughs> the hotel clerk we should cut it there because we've gotten <laughs> off track you guys will have not heard any of what katie and i just talked about because <laughs> uh maybe you'll hear bits and pieces but definitely gonna be keeping in mind that my mom might be listening so woman in the window for next week I'm excited for that. As long as that's still supposed to come out. Yeah. Alrighty, everyone, if you haven't already, make sure if you're listening on Spotify, that you follow us, download our episodes every single Monday. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure that you subscribe and download our episodes every single week and leave us a five-star rating and review if you're so inclined. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe, hit the notification bell so you get notified when our episodes go live every single Monday. And you can also leave us a comment there, like our videos, you know the drill. If you're listening on anything else, uh make sure that you download subscribe whatever you got to do on any other streaming platforms and make sure you check out our tiktok at popcorn chats pod it's in the bio as well where we post teasers for episodes or we more just post clips from our episodes on there and all of our personal socials are in the bio but katie and i kind of lack on our personal ones but hi all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for you. All right, everyone. Lilas. Stay safe, stay well. Lilas.